Welcome to the Franchise Hounds podcast. I'm Greg Macchia, a certified franchise consultant. Thanks for joining me as I interview franchise industry pros to dissect, explore, and discover franchise ownership. Joining me today is Jason Stowe. Jason is the Vice President of Franchise Development at Cyberbacker. With over 20 years of experience in franchise development under his belt, Jason has been responsible for tremendous success in the space. Jason got his start in the restaurant industry, co-owning and operating Bajio Mexican Grill. After selling the brand, he found that his passion lies with franchise development. Jason's determination to help others achieve success through franchise processes led him to join the Cyberbacker team in January 2021. Cyberbacker is the leading provider of world-class administrative support and virtual assistance services for businesses anywhere in the world. To continue providing premium virtual administrative support to businesses of all sizes across the globe, Cyberbacker is actively seeking franchisees who are business leaders with large networks and geographic influence. The franchise is targeting key territories in North America and the United Kingdom to continue their push to provide top-tier support to businesses. I hope you enjoy today's discussion with Jason Stowe from Cyberbacker. Jason, welcome to Franchise Sounds. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me on. Cyberbacker has become a leading provider of world-class virtual admin support services, and, and this is kind of a, a unique you know, franchise offering. So I'm looking forward to, to hearing more about this opportunity. Yeah, it's definitely unique. It's not like anything I've ever done in my you know, 28 years in the franchise industry. Yeah, so maybe a good place to start would be to describe you know, the service that you provide to the end user. So we pretty much can do anything that doesn't require licensing or certification or being present. Um, we also have to deal with the HIPAA laws when we get into more like the medical field and whatnot. But we can provide any service that to anyone in the world, um, you know, as long as we can communicate. So the the end user, the customer is typically a typically a business. I would imagine maybe sometimes an individual who needs an assistant or an admin, and then your franchisees provide individuals or businesses with with virtual admins. Is that kind of the the overview of the business in a nutshell? Well, we've got, you know, we've got our organization that's over in the Philippines right now, and we've got, you know, 2,500 plus uh, employees over there right now, contract workers. And so our franchisees basically go out to market to their network or sphere of influence and offer any of our services to those people in their, in their geographic territory. And all they do is they lead that people to our company and we onboard them and pair them up with the right cyberbacker, VA, virtual assistant. Um, we just refer to them as cyberbackers. And we can we do a lot of things from general admin to ISA work, whether they want us doing lead generation, managing their social media, marketing, bookkeeping, paralegal. We do a lot of stuff. Great. Yeah, I was going to ask what are some of the, the common roles or tasks they help perform, but that's a that's a pretty good list. Any SEO work? We do a lot of SEO work. Nice. I'm, I'm looking for somebody in SEO, so. Perfect. <laughs> Maybe I'll call you guys. Perfect. And uh, what's the what's kind of the sweet spot of the of the business that you guys work with? 
if there is one? You know, we originally started, so Craig Goodliffe started the company in January of 2018. Prior to that, he had been helping a lot of other people in his, uh, his arena, which includes real estate and coaching people for real estate, helping them gain traction through leveraging uh, using a virtual assistant. And then in 2018, you know, he launched the Cyberbacker product. We've primarily focused on the real estate sector because we're kind of tied closely with real estate companies. But now we're branching out to mortgage centers, title companies, uh, anything that really touches the real estate avenue. And now, and then we're even reaching out even broader than that right now. So beyond that, kind of once you build out the real estate world, you'll you'll expand to you know other and maybe any any sectors. Yeah, I think the unique part about our concept is that a franchisee once they sign on, we provide them as part of the investment cost three support team members that do 80% of the work for them in building their territory out. Uh, and so all they've got to do is refer people. And then the rest of the stuff is done with their support team. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So they're, they're kind of just referring and then, and then your team kind of takes over. And, and what does that process look like to on, you know, to onboard or to, to take on a new client? Yeah. So the first process to do a business assessment to find out exactly what their needs are most of the people that we talk to have never really managed anybody. So we have to walk them through the process of, okay, what are your goals? Where are you wasting your most of your time at? What can be leveraged with somebody else? And we come up with a list of qualities or items, job descriptions that they would want. And then we pair them with people that are similar in value. We have a huge value assessment test that both the client and the cyberbacker takes so we could figure out how to pair them appropriately. Uh, and then once they're paired, which usually takes two to three weeks, uh, you know, they're off to the races. Nice. So you almost, you almost create like a job description for what that person's kind of looking for and then, and then find someone that's a good fit. And then typically do you have cyberbackers that are skilled in that particular area or is there some training that goes along with the specifics of that client's needs? Yeah. So for the most part, there's a, you know, they come pre-qualified with a lot of general admin, you know, knowledge or specifically like SEO or graphic design or things like that. But we offer 300 training courses a month to our cyber backers to make sure that they can exceed expectations of their clients. Wow. That's, that's really neat that you, you provide that for them. What's the typical cost to work with a virtual admin? I have no idea. Yeah. So for full time, 40 hours a week, uh, you're going to start at somewhere around 1300 bucks. And then depending on what you need them to do or the technical skills you need them, it goes up from there. But most of our people, you know, are paying $1,500, $1,600 a month for full time general admin. Oh, that's that's a that's a month. The the thirteen, the fifteen, the sixteen. Okay, correct. <laughs> I've made a note correct. that it was per week. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, wow. A month, and um, and I think you referenced it, but all, most or all these virtual admins are they're based internationally. Right now, most of yeah, primarily in the Philippines. We will be going out. We're going to be opening a Spanish hub in Central or South America. We're going to be working on another hub over in Africa. 
And then we're going to have a, a, a lot of people here in America, they want to use, they're, they're more comfortable with them, you know, a person from America. And so we're going to offer that as well. But we, right now, primarily we're in the Philippines. And I, I uh, watched the intro kind of video on the website and the founder talked about, you know, uh, the importance of, you know, trying to end or make a dent in poverty, at least, and, and a profit sharing program you guys offer. And that sounded really, really cool. Yeah, that's our number one goal. And the reason why I shut down my consulting business to jump over and join forces with Craig on this, because it's very rare that you find somebody that is this focused on people first. And that's how I've, uh, you know, I built my career on that. And when we aligned our values with that, I was like, this is fantastic. And then understanding our big goal is to have 15,000 plus cyber backers by the end of 2025 and profit sharing $5 million to all of them. Wow. That's amazing. And you, and you said you have 2,500 now, is that where you're at? Yeah. Yeah. We have, we have just, we have right around 2,400 clients right now. So, so let's talk about the the cyberbacker franchise opportunity. I, I saw that you got your start in in the restaurant sector, kind of co-owning and operating uh, a Mexican Grill. Um, so let's let's talk about you know that's obviously cyberbacker is much different, and you, you touched on a little bit what kind of brought you over. But uh, what did you like about cyberbacker? And um, let's talk a little bit about that the franchise opportunity. You know everybody in the franchise world is is been enamored with going after multi-unit owners and trying to figure out how to build their brand geared towards a multi-unit owner, whether it's retail or restaurant or whatever. Um, and those are the people that we are always going after. Well, with Cyberbacker, when I first started, when I joined their board, because that's what I, ended, I started as, is just being a board member and a coach to their CEO. And with him, it was one individual and making sure that individual was taken care of perfectly or as close to perfect as we could. And then it was, how do we make a franchise of this to where people could really do well financially? And so we created this model rather than paying a, a large sum up front, having a brick and mortar building where people came in to visit with them, kind of like a financial advisor opportunity. We said, we don't need an office. Our franchisees don't need that. Um, all they need is a network of people that they have influence over and they're passionate about our products uh, to be an ambassador in that market. And as long as they can talk to people about this and maybe do some webinars or things like that, we can give them a geographic territory to where they could sell this opportunity to individual clients and do quite well. I was curious about the territory. So you actually do assign like a defined geographic territory that that they can call on? Yeah, so this first tier that we you know we call it tier one exclusive, we've gone out to our real estate family and said, okay, we're gonna offer not only a geographic market area exclusive, but you're gonna get the real estate exclusive within that. And that's where we're gonna start. And then the next tier is going to be sub-franchises underneath of them in other industries. So now whoever does, becomes a sub-franchise in that market is going to get a mentor or a coach that's already in the market doing well with one industry to help them launch it quicker 
um, to gain more capacity on a, on a faster pace than what they could on their own. Sure. Okay. How, how large is a territory? Like what's, it, what's that look like? Is it a county? Or? It all depends on, it, it depends on the, the industry that they're going after, but, uh, some territories are the entire state. Some territories are just, you know, counties, uh, like Texas, we broke it up into a bunch of counties and we, it's, it's, you know, six different market sizes. Uh, California, there's nine different market sizes uh, that we're talking to, right, you know, working on right now. And it just all depends on the area. They're pretty healthy sized territories. I mean, if California is broken into nine, yeah, that's pretty, pretty large. Yeah, they're, they're big. Yeah, they're big territories, but we have to figure out, for example, let's just say you want to go after, uh, you know, title companies. You take the total number of title companies and you figure out the right market size number because in our franchise agreement, you're required to get 10% market share year one and maintain 15% thereafter. And so we don't want to overburden them to where they can't hit a number because we want this to be a win-win, but we also want to stretch them a little bit. How many franchisees do you currently have? So right now we have 26 signed on and I've got 37 more in negotiations. Wow. And how long have you guys been franchising? March of last year. Wow. So just, just the, hit the one-year mark probably, right? Hit the one-year mark. Yeah. That's Our first franchisee just hit his one-year mark on March 1. Wow. That's impressive. You've been busy. <laughs> it's, been, it's been an awesome year. Yeah. That's that's great. So what are um, you know the, the U.S. markets maybe that you're not in that you're excited to... Uh, to open up in? You know, we've been trying to, right now, Ohio markets one, um, Central California, uh, Fresno, Bakersfield, going towards the coast, Arizona, Kansas City. Well, Arizona's probably going to be sold here shortly, but like Kansas City, Oklahoma, um, Indiana, Kentucky. Uh, and then, because most everywhere else is really spoken for right now as far as negotiations and then we've got manitoba saskatchewan alberta and bc and in canada available still as well yeah i was going to ask you about that i read that besides north america you're also hoping to expand into the uk and beyond yeah so we'll i go i'm going over to the uk in april to sign our first deal over there and then we've got South Africa will be coming on with uh, New Zealand and Australia probably towards the end of the year. Have you, uh, I know you're focusing on the, the real estate sector now and kind of the, all the companies that fall under that umbrella, but outside of real estate, have you thought about the next sector that you guys would like to tackle or look at? Yeah. The hard part is that everybody in the real estate sector already knows what a virtual assistant is and does for them. So that was a no-brainer for us to launch into. Now going into these other sectors, it's more about education. So calling up a, you know, general contractors or people in the service industries and saying, hey, how much time are you wasting answering emails, worrying about scheduling appointments, showing up to do bids at certain times? We can take that off your plate. And so now it's now we got to do educational series of webinars to help them understand that. And then once we get these ambassadors involved, then they can become franchisees with us. So who is an ideal candidate to kind of become a, a franchisee? I mean, I guess right now they need real estate experience, right? Uh, right now we're just going, you know, we're going after the real estate sector because it's, uh, they get it already. They already have large spheres of influence, large networks that they can tap into 
whether it's through their MLS or uh, geographically, some of the BNI networks that they're with, involved with, or just their Rolodex is quite vast. And so that's where we're tapping first. Since you're already realtors, they can they can work on Cyberbacker part time. But what are the expectations around you know how much time a week or you know a month uh, is dedicated towards this? Yeah, so it really depends on the franchisee and and how quick they want to really grow this and and I, it's front loaded. The more time you spend on the front end of this, uh, it becomes easier. You get that snowball effect. For example, our very first franchisee, he now he has one territory. Now he owns six. He's done so well that he bought five others with partners in each different markets. And he spends three to five hours a week on this. Wow. Okay. Most of our people are 10, 15 hours sure. a week. Sure. And it's almost like a like a master franchise setup, it sounds like, because he'll, he'll eventually sell franchisees within his six territories. Is that right? Yeah, he can. Or I can come to him and say, hey, Rich, we've got this person that's well connected in the service industries. So plumbing, electrical, HVAC. And they would like to tackle the same similar market and go after these customers, and then that we create a market size number uh, that we that we then drill down to understand the ten percent market share for year one. Interesting. Yeah, it's not a traditional franchise in that you pay a royalty, right? So maybe can you get into that a little bit about how it how it works? Yeah. So our upfront investment is sixty minimum sixty five thousand dollars up to about ninety two thousand dollars, and what that's a thirty thousand dollar franchise fee. The support team, it's normally forty five thousand a year. We discount year one by ten thousand, so thirty five thousand, um, and that comes with three key people that helps manage it. And they're still our employees. They're contracted with our company. So you don't have to worry about payroll taxes and uh, and all the different things that we normally have to worry about here in the States. And all you got to do is just go after, you know, customers. And really make an introduction back to your support team. Yeah, back to their support team that, that onboards them. And then we, you know, we take care of all the back end, the training the health insurance for them. I mean, we have a lot of great programs to just keep people happy on our end. So it's like my virtual admin has a virtual admin. Right? Pretty much. We, yeah, we are a huge support team for them. Yeah, that sounds like it. And then, um, so I mean, really like the day in the life of an owner is really just networking, telling people about how beneficial, beneficial it is to have a, a virtual admin and then, um, you know, making an intro back to their team. And, and you said you get a, a support team of three. What what are their, what are their, do they have different roles or what, what are they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, so the first person that the franchisee hires, you know, or com- is a growth backer. And that growth backer is there to do all the lead generation, the phone calling, the business assessment, negotiating the contract, getting the client signed on. Then it goes to the our career team that helps with finding the right cyber backer and pair them with the client and then we have a head backer team that takes care of the the relationship for the life of it um, to make sure the client is getting what they need making sure the cyber backers getting trained on everything that the client needs uh, and that relationship is just you know going the right direction generally uh, the cyber backers 
their English is is pretty good. Yeah, I think you know my I have two cyber backers that work for me, and they probably speak better than I do. <laughs> oh, that's classic. And um, so you mentioned like you you kind of set quotas for franchisees in their territories. Um, what does that look like? What if a quota isn't hit? So I assume each territory, you guys really need to spend some time reviewing, you know, to your point, the number of title companies or whatever it is. And then our quotas are set on that. So not every territory has the same quota is what I'm getting to. They don't. They don't. And what we do is we we base it. I mean, there's a lot of trust that we begin this relationship with a lot of trust because we tell our franchisees, OK, you're the one in the market. You need to help come up with this number. And we do some general research on our end to understand the ballpark. But they're the ones that really come up with the right number for the area. And they commit to that because they're they're required to get 10% of that number in year one, which is really 15 months because we have a 90-day ramp-up period. And then the one-year clock starts. And so, for example, uh, our guy in Colorado. You know, he's got a market size of an eighteen hundred for the northern Colorado market. And that's for just real estate agents. And so he's got to get 180 deals in year one to meet that threshold. Now, if they don't get that if they don't hit the quota, there are there is a failure to meet market matrix in our doc in our franchise to where because we pre-hire uh cyber backers and a ball pen based off of what the franchisee's commitment level is. And so we've got this out, you know, a lot of cash that we have going out for these people. And so we just have a failure to meet market matrix that we multiply by the number they're under. And whatever that number is, is what they, we just take out of their commission for that month. And then if they gain, if they gain it all the next month, they don't need to keep, you know, we don't dip into that any longer. So under the under this structure and using that example, so if if your guy in Colorado does sign up his hundred and eighty, then he knows exactly what he's gonna make as a as a commission on that, right? Yeah, he knows exactly what he's gonna make, and not only that, but on the fifteenth of every month, we send them a report that they can see exactly how many signups they had from every month, how much they got they received for that for each client. They can drill down as granular as they want, but they can know exactly. If your market size is 2,000, you got to get 200 for this year. This is how much you can expect to make. You know, do you have to maintain that 180 or is it 180 this year, 180 new ones next year? I mean, is there a recurring component to this? You don't start each year back at zero, right? No. So it goes 10% year one up to 15% year two and just maintain 15%. And as long as they maintain 15% market share, then they get an automatic renewal of the franchise at the end of five years. How's the how's the retention rate for a typical customer once they start working with a virtual admin? So our retention rate is just over 94%. I was going to say, I imagine it's pretty sticky once you have someone doing a lot of this stuff, because at some point they probably understand the day-to-day your business, you know, as well as you do, right? Or they they know more details about it than than you do at some point. Yeah. But like some of our competitors, I mean, they're, they lose about 30, 35% plus of their people every year. Um, We're under 6%. Yeah. That's incredible. Gets back to all the training and just what we do for our, for our, our cyber backers. 
I mean, every Friday we have we have a, a program where we get online and each department head teaches a quality of life skill, whether that's personal finance, a book that we're reading, uh, motivational. I mean, we really focus on our people. Yeah, that's that's incredible. I don't I, I don't know if you have an item 19 or, or you're comfortable talking about this or can talk about it. But, you know, yeah. to use that 180 example, like what kind of monthly commission would that would something like that look like? Yeah. So on average, our, our franchisees for one client in their first year will make two thousand eight hundred twenty seven dollars in commission off of one client the first year. And then every month after that, they're going to get about one hundred thirty nine dollars a month. And that's based off of a client that is uh, paying $1,500 a month for their cyber backer. Our average contract is over that. Yeah. And, and if, and if the contract's over that, is it, ca- they get more, they get more. So it's, it's not capped. It's not just a per it's, it's a, it's a percentage. Yeah. So they get a percentage right off the top and they get 52% of the profit. Okay. So I'm getting out my calculator here because these numbers are pretty nice. <laughs> and so, for example, let's just say your market size were two thousand. You the revenue after all, t- you know, when those first two hundred clients pay out, it might take twenty four months to collect because they might come month one versus month twelve, right? That's about five hundred and sixty thousand dollars in revenue. Yeah, that's what I just that's what I just came up with. Yeah, that's and your and your only expense outside of that is we have a technology fee that's ninety dollars a month. And then any kind of marketing that you want to do above and beyond uh, what we provide, then that's on you as well as a franchisee. But most, I mean, it's pretty minimal because your support team's paid for year one up front. And then year two, we just take whatever the support team looks like in year two, divide it by 12, and that just comes out of commission. Yeah, that's a pretty nice model. So, I mean, what's the initial training look like for a franchisee? Because really... They, they they know what they've got to do, right? They're they're good at what, right? Yeah. They they need to network yeah. and they yeah, right. That's what they do. Yeah. Our our initial training is more about getting them comfortable with the hierarchy of the company. And so every department head, um, all our VPs present to our franchisees, and we tell them about what every department does, how it does what it does for the client and what it does for the cyberbacker, so they can understand both sides. And that way, when they go out and talk to customers, they're able to answer questions. Um, but there really isn't a whole lot of training that they need because they're already out talking to people every day in their business life or personal life. All they got to do is, oh, you're bogged down with somebody with all those emails you're getting every day. Yeah, I'm not. I have somebody answering all my emails. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, even in their normal business transactions, they can say, you know, my... My admin will contact you and say, "Wow, you've got an admin," and then you, you know, it's you can you can start talking about it, right? Well, one of our franchisees was at chiropractors and getting their back, you know, fixed, and they brought up Cyberbacker, and next thing you know, this chiropractor is signing up to get an admin. I could see, I could see how that that would happen. So, as far as them marketing their business, are there any things like you encourage for them to do, like you know, create videos or you know, anything like that? Yeah, so what we've done is rather than treating all these areas as individuals, we've created a marketing library that every franchisee has access to. Then we've taken it to the next level where once a month we have a best practice mindshare meeting 
and we all, all our franchisees participate and we get on there and say, hey, what's working? What isn't working? What can we help develop better? Well, now our franchisees are doing that once a week because it's worked so well. Then we've got every Friday, all of our VPs report to our franchisees every Friday on the numbers of that current week to our franchisees. And we break out every territory. So if you all of a sudden see a franchisee do real well one week, you can have their, you know, their support team calls the other franchisee support team to figure out what why it's working so well. They we gain momentum together that way. Oh, I'm sure. And and it seems like you guys have this figured out, but I assume the support team has a, a commission as well, so they're incentivized the right way. Yeah, so they get paid a base rate and then they have a commission as well. But we base their KPIs off of whatever the commitment is that the franchisee has. So if they've got to get 200 deals in year one, we know exactly what we have to hold their team accountable for every week. How many calls they need to make, how many business assessments, what the onboarding looks like, uh, and we hold them accountable. So not only the franchisee does, but we do as well. Sure. And then corporate is... You know, this this $1,500 a week I'm paying for my virtual admin, corporate collects that, not my local franchisee, right? So they don't have to worry about the billing or any of that. No accounting. Wow. Don't have to worry about any accounting. We take care of all that on our end. You just get two commission checks each month, one that comes right off the top and the portion of profit that you get. And then like, you know, uh, recurring support. Not support, but yeah, yeah, I guess support that that's handled by your, the three team members again, not the franchisee, right? Yeah. So if a client needs support, the support team is there to handle that. If the client needs more support, then our team is there to handle. Meaning, the cyber backer team, uh, you know, the directors and so forth help it. If it's our franchisees that need support, my team handles that. Sure. But the franchisee is never on, you know, this initial job description assessment or anything like that. That's all handled no. by by their support team, right? Yeah. They don't need to be on any of that. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I like this model. <laughs> well, Jason, this is uh, this has really been great. Uh, I'd be happy to get uh, any listeners in touch with you. But if, if someone wanted to learn more, is, is your website the best place to start? Yeah, go to www.cyberbacker.com. You can go there. Um, there's a link into the franchise site as well on that. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. We're all over Facebook, uh, Instagram. Um, yeah, we're pretty much on all the different social media sites. But yeah, going through our website is probably the easiest to check things out. If someone comes across Cyberbacker and say they're in my territory as a franchisee, does corporate pass that lead along to the, the local territory? How does that work? Yeah, because you own the market for that industry. Every lead that comes in in that market goes directly to your support team. Or if the support team, let's just say, falls through the crack and we pick it up, you get credit for it. doesn't matter. It's it, Whatever's in your area, you get a you get credit for. That's cool. Do do franchisees have individual websites or it's not required or it's not even necessary? Yeah. So what we did is we actually, we design a landing page for every territory. So that landing page is where a lot of their clients will go to submit their information and then they get, you know, they're, they'll get called back or they're able to schedule a business assessment that way. Neat. Very cool. 
Well, Jason, thanks again for joining us today. I've, I've really enjoyed learning more about Cyberbacker, and I'm, I'm excited to watch uh, what the future holds for you guys. I appreciate it, Greg. We're super excited ourselves. Thanks again. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of Franchise Hounds. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, or would like to work with me directly to explore franchise ownership opportunities, please reach out through the form on our website at franchisehounds.com.